0: Welcome, 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 welcome back to Locked On 76ers. I'm your host, Keith Pompey. This Locked On Sixers podcast is brought to you by Built Bar, the energy and uh, uh, protein bar. But I got my man, John Mitchell, on the podcast with us today. What's up, John? How you been, brother? I'm good, Keith. How you doing, man? Why not great, man? Why not great? (laughs) <laughs> I am doing great. All right. Now, for y'all I don't know, John used to work uh, at the Yankees with me. Um, actually, John is the guy who had the Sixers beat before I got it. A great brother, good friend. You know, we, we, we chat from time to time. I mean, again, it's one of those things we're both busy. But um, we tend to, you know, when the time permits, we talk, and we talk about the 76ers. And John has a lot of opinions, and we've been talking for a while. About getting him on this podcast, and and you know earlier today we were talking about the Seventy Sixers moving forward, and and John has some things that you know some thoughts, and John, to me, what do you think is best for the Sixers moving forward?
2: You know, it's, um,
0: I, I I don't
2: I think they're in a bad place. Heath. I think you know, it depends on what they're gonna do with the remainder of the season. I think if the I think the Sixers would get eliminated very early in whatever form of playoff they have, however they they figure out how to do it. Uh and I'm just looking at it from the standpoint that uh, they were they were they were, they were a mess before the season came to close. They, they they couldn't win any games at home. On they were the,
0: the best Yeah yeah they couldn't win any games on the road. They were the best team in the league at
2: home. They were, they were a very schizophrenic bunch, man. And I, I think, you know, you, you know I, I, I dare say, I mean, if you guess, what, what do you think Joel Embiid weighs right now that he's been away from the game for well over a month? Um, there was no chemistry being developed on that team. Uh, we were still waiting to see if Van if, if Simmons would develop a jumper, that's a, that's a lost cause for this season. So I, I think whatever they do, if, whatever the league decides to do, if they come back, however they format their playoffs, if they even do that, and if it's not a lost season, I think the 76ers
0: will be would be eliminated very quickly. I think what, they were, what the six seed uh, when the season shut down. Yeah, six seed. Yep, tie, they have this yeah, They're tied with the uh, record wise. They're tied with the Indiana Pacers, but the Pacers have the tiebreaker.
2: Yeah, and, and I mean, I mean, it's, that's just reprehensible, you know. In hindsight, now that we look at this team, where they are right now, uh, I think, I mean, to me, that you know, everybody had them being the, the top seed or the second seed in the Eastern Conference coming into this season. And I, I think the 76ers have underachieved as much as any professional sports team on the North American continent. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, it's, it's almost unfair to Brett Brown because he has had a tendency to have teams with a lot of injuries, and he's gotten them to play better at the end of the season. But I really think that you have to look at where the 76 are with the investment, with the financial investments that they've made in people like Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid and some of the other guys. That have $100 million contract, and you really have to go into this offseason considering how they have regressed. Can this team move forward with Brett Brown as a coach? Uh, My opinion is no. My opinion is that this team uh, will will continue to doggy battle and tread water under Brett Brown. You know, nobody wants that. I mean, he's going to get the excuse. He's going to get the cover of the ending of a season but I, I, quite honestly I, I, you know, I'm in that camp that said it's time to part ways with Brett Brown
0: so you, you believe that like, he'll get the excuse you think he'll get the cover so I, I, when, yeah, we'll, I, don't, I don't have any I mean it's, it's almost you know it's, it's
2: almost unfair to him uh, but if you're doing you know I mean, I mean how long do people wait for the process and, and, and now you've got what you've got you've got a big man who likes still likes to hover around the perimeter. You know, you've got a six ten point guard who, from what I hear, he can shoot the basketball, but refuses to. I think that Brett Brown cannot pull out of them. It's interesting, you know. I was watching, I was watching uh, a replay of that Los Angeles Lakers, uh, Detroit Pistons. Uh, game 5 When the Pistons eliminated them I think it was 2004-2005 I'm not really specific which year it was I shouldn't know because I was at that finals But um, just watching That team Just watching the discipline of that team And then comparing it To what The 76ers are right now You know it is just, Again this is, this is the result of the process uh, And every year You race with these young guys you're, you're losing a year if, if you look at if 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 you look at uh, uh, not Simmons, uh, Joel Embiid. You know, Joel Embiid is what twenty five. Yeah, like
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But, 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 but let's be quite honest. How old is his How old are his knees?
0: Uh, twenty nine, at least.
2: Yeah, at, at, at the minimum, at, at a minimum. You know, you're looking at a guy who somehow managed to be out of shape. At the All-Star break, you know, I know he lost a lot of games at the end of last season, Uh, but if you you look at all that weeping and whining that Joel did at the end of last year when he lost at heartbreaker, you would have expected him to come back with a vengeance, but I think he's regressed as a player. You know, he has no taste. He has no taste the inside game. And and I I know know the game has moved away from the basket, but, you know, I, I often compare Joel and B's game to, uh, to the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. The NFL has gone to a passing league. It's a passing league. But in Lamar Jackson, you have a quarterback capable of doing things on the football field that no other quarterback can do. He's capable of running for 1,000 yards and passing for 3,000 yards, and he's very accurate.
1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In Joel Embiid, you've got a guy, I look at him, and You
0: our teams are taking 30, 35, 43 pointers. In a
2: league that's bereft of centers, here's a guy who, if he goes down in the paint, can convert and ones, can get out. He's the best free throw shooter on the team, and he just refuses to take advantage. Sometimes you've got to be unorthodox like the Ravens are with Lamar Jackson. And I think that in a player, and I heard Larry Brown say this, the same thing. Larry Brown was saying that Joel's got to get on the block. Uh, having Joel float around, and I, and, I, and I know it's a system of grip around coaches, but at some point you got to make adjustments. At some point your players have to listen to you, take your advice. Otherwise you're just going to get the same product. And as we've seen, I know some of the pieces don't fit as well as people wanted them to fit, as well as people envisioned them as fitting. But I
0: don't see anything from from, from Brett Brown making those pieces come together,
2: Keith.
0: Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. But look, before we get into this, I just got to share something with you, man. Really do. And I'm a little disappointed right now, and you're going to think I'm crazy because <laughs> I'm talking about this. <laughs> I, but, I know you too, brother. I know what your job is. So no, 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 you're going to think I'm crazy. So listen, today... I, I've been eating these uh these power bars called Built Bar, right? I've been eating these power yeah. bars, and so I was down to my last one, and I keep like staring at it, staring at it. I'm like, you know how you like you want to hold on to it, like it's a, a gift or something. So I just like eat it, and I'm like, dang, I ate my last one. So I go online and I go to builtbar.com. And, you know, I did the promo code locked on, and I was able to get $10 off, you know, a box, my first purchase. So I, I suggest that to you and anybody listening, do that. So I did that. But I got to wait for the box to come. So, you know, I go to the store, and I don't see it. I'm getting frustrated. So I I up I and I get some chocolate. Get my chocolate, come back home. Because to me, that's been taking a place of my chocolate. And the thing is, it's only 110 calories, so it's good that way. It's chewy like a candy bar, and it's good for you. So I'm like fiending, dude, right about now. So, you know, I'm listening to you, but at the same time, I'm like, damn, I need my bill bar. Damn, I need my bill bar. Yeah, so, you got the so munchies for a bill bar. I, I got a munchies for, a, like, a, 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 you know, a protein bar, which is crazy. But the <laughs> stuff that you said is, is so right. Like, you know, I'm not going to argue. I can't argue with it. Like, the stuff that you said is right. Now, I think a lot of Joel and um like, when you talk to him, a, a lot of the situation is, you know, you look at it, Ben Simmons is not really a perimeter player at this stage of his career. And Joel thinks that he has to roam in the perimeter and make shots. That's what he says. But also, I think that Joel tends to be out of shape at times, and it's easier for him to run uh, foul line to foul line or three-point line to three-point line as opposed to running rim to rim, right? So that's very Yeah, exactly. So so that's the thing that's going on there. Now, in regards to Brett Brown, you know, the big question is, you know, a lot of people saying, okay, even if it's not his fault, he may have to go because it's one of those things you're not going to be able to get rid of these players especially under this circumstance where you see the salary cap is going to shrink. And that means like the money that Tobias Harris is making the money that Al Horford's making, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, Joel and B is is going to take a larger percentage of the salary cap, you know what I mean? But the question is under these circumstances, when you know all this stuff that we're talking about, is it going to be one of those things where the Sixers feel comfortable enough of getting rid of Brett Brown and, and knowing that he's making $5 million a year and then you have to bring in another coach, you know, after that, you know what I mean, and pay that coach. Because, you know, if for a team like this, you, have, you can't be cheap. You have to go out there and get a top-notch coach to do it. So are they willing to do that? That's the question. Now, right. as far as moving forward, like, you know, There's a lot of things that has to happen like, you know, right now. And here's another thing that really concerns me with the Sixers moving forward. It's like we're talking about the salary cap being reduced. So right now, their starters make the most money. You know, typically you covered the NBA for X amount of years, a long time. You know, all the legitimate teams, all the contenders, they typically have a bench player come off the bench who's making starter type money. And he comes in and gets buckets, right? He gets buckets. They don't have anyone on that team like that yet. They don't. They don't. And it's going to be hard for them to go out there and get that type of person, just because like you can't afford them. You're going to get outbidded. You know, it's a reason why. You know, and, and I'm not and I like these guys. Like Howell Nettles is a, a great guy. I like to cover him. You know, great guy. Trey Burke is a great guy. You know, but there's a reason why they were, the Sixers picked them up for the minimum where, right. as opposed to, stuff, like, think about it. T.J. McConnell got $7 million this year. The Sixers weren't paying him $7 million. So right. it's one right. of those things where this salary cap moving forward could mess the Sixers up. And then not only that, we're talking about moving forward. So the Miami Heat, going to have some salary cap space even though it's going to be reduced they can go out and get somebody and we're talking Miami you know the Milwaukee Bucks I expect them to keep the Greek freak right I expect that well what about the what about the Brooklyn Nets see you know I mean there's another team right there that that's going to get better because of people the Boston Celtics are a young team right they're a young team they're going to get better so, like, moving forward, I think it's going to get a little bit tougher for the Sixers. Like, I think that window could close quickly. So, with all that being said, it's one of those things where, you know, that, uh, you know. It...
1: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. And Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: It's just like the Sixers are running out of time. Put it that way. Anyway, yeah, they are. whatever they do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, you know, they're, they're like you said. You know, they would be the sixth seed if the playoffs started today. With, and paying all that
2: money they're going to be paying um and with the with the eventual reduction of the salary, like you said you're not going to have any they're not going to have any wiggle room you know they're going to have a nice a group of players making you know exceptional money but there's not that shooter on the roster you know there's just there's, there's, there's not that shooter on the roster there's not that guy coming off the bench. uh they're just not in what was once what was once them appeared to be a very enticing position. Uh, it's no longer the enticing position. I think that it once was was seen as by a lot of people. Like I said, the window is shrinking rapidly with these guys. They could be stuck. You know, they they, they could be stuck with that team. Uh, you know, unless the, you know some of the players on the rock take take another step. I thought Ben took a step this year. I thought Ben was uh I thought Ben was playing defensively as well as anybody in the league. Uh, but their best player, field goal percentage went down, his numbers have gone down. And I hate to say it, and I love Joel Embiid. Yeah, We wouldn't want to have Joel Embiid on the on the on their roster. But I just don't see him as a player like let's take let's take a Kawhi letter. That's you know, I'm going to the very end of the spectrum. But Kawhi is a guy who has worked on his game, has gotten progressively better year after year after year, and right now it looks like Joel may have closed for a minute. You know, can he go to a next level? I, you know, I haven't seen hide nor hair of Joel. Is he is he still local? Uh, is is his weight over 300 pounds? Will he be ready when when if a season is ready to reconvene? Because you, you best believe if it, if, it, if it reconvenes this year. It's going to be whip, whack whip. They're just, they're
0: not, they just—they can't waste any more time. Yeah, well, Joel's been working out with. Um, well, the thing is, while the practice facility is closed, there are certain guys who, and I'm going to name three of them: Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and Al, I'm excuse not Al Horford, Tobias Harris, because mm-hmm. they all had nagging had in, in, injuries it was essential for them to be able to go to the practice facility and get right. treatment and do rehab. So Joel has been receiving treatment and doing rehab at the practice facility. Now, okay. with that being said, they can't go on the court and participate on on-court drills, like talking about, you know, shooting this and that. Now, I'm assuming that they can do some conditioning and, You know stuff like that, but in regards to like basketball workouts and stuff like that, they really can't do that. But they—he's been here doing uh, his rehab. Now it's one of those things where you got to take people's word for it. And Elton was (laughs) saying, Elton was saying, you know, he looks good, and nothing against Elton or anything like that. But right right about now, I think more people are more—they want to see than here because we've heard for the past four years that he was doing doing well and right. then when we right. see it it's not like exactly what we were told you know yeah. so so it's one of those things we'll see you know when, when they come back and when they have media availability and you'll see you know Joel on the floor doing what he can um, or people see it on television and games you know so if they come back um, but like you in regards to if coming back you're not 100 percent sure that they will come back huh i
2: i i don't see any reason i mean you know I, I this thing has been so politicized um but i don't see how with with without sufficient testing i mean obviously nba teams and organizations will get all the testing available you know they'll get the preferential treatment um but can, who is really going to want to pack into a 20,000-seat arena and watch NBA basketball games when you can't get the truth? You, you, you can't even get the coronavirus commission to, to, to agree on anything. You know, who's – I mean, just think about it. You know, we, we went through the draft and we had the remote NFL draft. But if you think about it, who's going to want to pack 75, 80,000 people in the Lincoln financial uh, field uh, with, with Without a vaccine. I mean, you know, the, the virus is dictating everything to us, man. You know, and, and I know states are, are reopening slowly and there's a process and there's stages to this. But, you know, it, it, these guys take on a lot of liability if, you know, somebody, if, if there's an NBA game played and the next thing you know, you know, they're, they're tracing where they have flare ups of COVID 19. And a whole bunch of people get get chased back to a trace back to seventy sixes game. Then the NBA goes under the microphone. you know. Uh, and, and you know how the media scrutinizes things right now. You're, you're, you're automatically a bad guy, even yeah. if you were trying to a service, even if you were trying to get people back to sports. People are going to say, "No, you endangered us to make money." You know, we were You know, we we trusted you, and it wasn't safe to open. But yeah, so, yeah I, I think I think sports as we know it, man, is really until they get this vaccine, it's, it's problematic for everybody, man. It, you just can't you can't dictate to the to uh, the virus. You can't dictate to it.
0: So you said sports as we know it until they get that vaccine. What happens if they can't get the vaccine?
2: Wow. you know, um, you know, I, I, I tend to think from all I've heard that they will get one. Uh, you know, you're hearing now 12 to 18 months, and you, you know you'll hear somebody say they're fast tracking one. I guess it was, uh, Oxford University was out in front, developing a vaccine at a high rate. If they don't get a vaccine, well, you know, what's are man. You know, people. I mean, this thing is killing people. Two days ago, it was eighty thousand. Today, it's eighty five thousand. You know, dead Americans. Uh, you know, I don't want to ring the padded bell, but you button, but. The science is there. The numbers are there. It tells you what it's doing. It's it's, it's not underperforming like Joel Embiid.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll we'll see. I mean, we'll see what they do. We'll see when they come back. Um, You know, see what happens with the Sixers moving forward. It's going to be, I I will tell you this, once they do come back, it's going to be interesting. Assuming if they do come back this year, um, it's going to be nonstop. Like, You know, the break that we're getting now is going to be the break, basically. I mean, I get what they're saying. They're going to take a couple months off, probably, but, excuse me, y'all. I'm a little tired this morning, but it's going to be one of those things where it's like they're going to have the draft. They're going to have all this other stuff. So, it's really not going to be a break. You know what I mean? It's really not going to be a break for people. And then, you know, know, they they got to get ready for, uh, for the Olympics, you know? Yeah,
2: and, and, and you know the tragedy, that's right The Olympics But the tragedy of it is I mean, this is, I, I mean, you and I Had this conversation many times This is going to be a wonderful playoffs for the NBA You know, it's going to be a wonderful playoffs. a lot of uncertainty I mean, I think Milwaukee is the team to beat In the Eastern Conference, but I mean You know, Toronto was fighting You know, Toronto Obviously it's not the same team Without Kawhi, but they were very They, they showed little slippage this year you know, the, LeBron James is on the clock. I mean, you know, he's just got to be killing him. And I think that's why you're hearing some of the things that people say that he's saying about, you know, we got to get back to playing because he's chasing Michael Jordan. He's chasing Michael Jordan for greatness, and he's going to lose. How many years does he have left in his, in his prime? You know, how many how many more t- times can he step into that hyperbaric chamber and come out, you know, Superman? At some point, you know, you get into your mid to late 30s. That's stuff. True, you're right I mean yeah. it's, it's, it's sad I feel for the players I feel for the fans um because this is gonna be a really good playoff really good playoff
0: yeah it will be it will be I mean now, now we're left with watching Michael Jordan two episodes of uh the bulls and rehashing my first season covered uh, <laughs> <you> know <laughs> I know right? What was that like, man? What was that like covering Mike? It was, it was interesting. You know,
2: I covered. You know, the first time uh, I was there when he hit that that shot against Utah, and when he um, when he bought into the Wizards and came over as a player, I was on the beat in Washington, so I got a chance to cover him. And as John Thompson said, by the time he he came out of retirement, he was Air Jordan as much as he was Floor Jordan. That's
0: what, John, that's, what John, that's what John. That's what John Thompson said. Yeah,
2: that's that's what John Thompson called the Florida, Jordan. Uh, oh. but yeah, but it, but it was but it was Michael. It was it was different coverage than any other athlete because it was there was an off factor that he had. You know that other athletes you know Chris Webbers and the Jawan Howards. And the Rod Strickland, of the guys I was covering at the time, we just didn't provide that that factor. And the Wizards traditionally underachieved, and it didn't even win with Michael. But um, yeah, that was that was it was it was, it was interesting.
0: <laughs> That's crazy, though, Floor Jordan. <laughs> Floor Jordan. Yeah, Floor Jordan. But look, we want I want to leave it at that. But hey, brother, it was great to have you on the uh, podcast. Um, I hope I hope this isn't the last time. Like I, you know. Call you up and say, "Bro, you want to come back on?" and and I hope you oblige. You oh, I'm always here, man. You know, you know how we do, man. We go way back, and I mean, I, I love. I, it's just you know, when you're not covered it, you actually enjoy it a little bit more because you're not covered it. You're not part <laughs> of the grind. I got you, know. you. Yeah, you don't miss that grind. Nah, I to ask that question. <laughs> you don't miss
2: it. <laughs> you know, sometimes I do. Sometimes I do, but. To
0: be quite honest, nah, it's just. Can you going know to four o'clock in the morning? Yeah, you you know what's airport? funny, man. You know what's so funny though? It's like, so you get so used to it that it's people don't understand. Like it's some nights here, like I'm like, okay, I know I got a story to write, but like you know, there's nothing going on right now. The story's due tomorrow, like in the morning. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me go to bed at like midnight <laughs> and wake up at three and start writing yeah. a story. And it's like, and, re- and you do it because you're so used to it. And it's kind of yeah. like, yeah. you know, you're doing it now because that's what it's like when you travel. Like, you know, you literally get to bed late and you get up early the next morning, you know, and, yeah. and go to the next stop. So it's just it's crazy. Different, it's a different animal, man. People haven't
2: done it. It looks like it's glamorous, but it's, it's, it's rough.
0: Who you telling, man? Who you telling? And everybody thinks like, oh, he gets to travel here. He gets to go there. What yeah. you doing? You having fun? And you want to say, if you only knew. If you only knew.
2: My hat was off to Phil Jasmine who did religiously year in and year
0: out. I know. Isn't that crazy? It'll
2: take its toll on
0: you. crazy when you think about it, yeah. It was. It was. But look, bruh, I want to thank you for coming on. Um, tell people how they can follow you on social media, Twitter. Yeah, man.
2: Well, you know, I'm, I'm 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 back at the uh, Philadelphia Tribune covering politics. And uh, you know, you can uh, I'm a Free John Mitchell, and I, I adopted that Twitter handle Free John Mitchell after I left the uh, after I left the Inquirer, After the Inquirer <laughs> laid me off.
0: And, well, it was a buyout, it was a buyout, I mean, not a buyout, it was a yeah, layoff, it wasn't like you were fired, it was layoffs. No, I wasn't fired, yeah, I wasn't yeah. fired,
2: know, they get you last hired, first out the door. Uh, so yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm covering a lot of different things, man, it's, it's different covering uh, politics, COVID-19, uh, cultural, and news, um, you know, it, it's, it's different being on that side, being with, you know, what I call real people, you know. And I can enjoy watching the NBA now because I don't have to chase it all over the country anymore.
0: Yeah, it's always best, right? <laughs> yeah. So, all right, bro. I want to thank you, and I want to thank y'all for listening. And remember, y'all gotta go out there and get that built bar. You gotta get that protein yeah. bar. I'm telling you, it's the bomb. It's really good, John. And I w- I want to thank Built Built Bar for you know sponsoring this uh, this podcast and. Again, this podcast is brought to you guys by Bill Barr. And do yourself a favor and get one. I expect you to do the same, John. Get yourself a I Bill Bar. I'm, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, dude, it's the bomb. I'm, I'm, I'm not BSing you. It's pretty good. Uh, I'm, I'm going check it out, Keith. All right, man. Peace.
1: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.